0: Always, 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 always something to be grateful for. We should be coming up now with all of our live streams going. So thanks again for my radio listeners who were waiting so patiently until we got going. Welcome everyone to Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton. If you are watching the show right now on YouTube or Facebook, you might be thinking that Nicole looks a little bit different than usual today. That's very true. My name is Della Hill, and I am filling in for Nicole. I'm usually here on Mondays at 4.30 for the Extraordinary Talk Show, and I would love for you guys to come over and listen to my show, because if you like Nicole's show, chances are you're going to like my show too. For today, Nicole is very, very sorry that she is not here with you guys today. She wants you to know that she's sorry. She wants you to know that she misses you, and she loves you, and she will be back next week, Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And today you get me, Della Hill, from the Extraordinary Talk Show, which is usually on Monday. We're talking about gratitude today, which is something that I love. I got to tell you, I'm so grateful for gratitude. And that might sound strange, but there's a reason for it. Because when you practice gratitude in your life, your life changes. I'm not kidding. This is scientifically proven. There's this one Gratitude is is really like the magic ticket. It really is. It's the one tool that you can use that is completely free. You have access to it at any time anywhere. It's entirely covered by insurance. Actually, it's not, but you don't need insurance for it. It's more effective than other things that are covered by insurance. In fact, Psychology Today released an article not too long ago where they listed seven benefits medically and scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. So we're talking about just thinking of something that you're happy about, something that you're glad about, something that could be worse and you're glad it's not. That's all gratitude is. It's just, man, I'm glad that happened. And when I say there's always, 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 always something to be grateful for, I'm not kidding. Let's talk about those seven things that Psychology Today listed. First of all, your relationships. If you are grateful, specifically about your relationships, but it doesn't even have to be about your relationships. It can be about anything. If you are grateful, you will find that you get along better with the people around you, and the people around you are more interested in being around you. I think you guys all probably know that one really cranky person that's not really fun to be around because they're always complaining all the time. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you can't think of that person, it might be you. So pay attention to what's coming out of your mouth. And if the things that are coming out of your mouth are more negative than positive, that's definitely something that you want to curb. In fact, here's a test. If the things in your life, if the things that come out of your mouth are more negative than positive, look around at your life and see if the things in your life are actually more negative than positive because we do create our realities. And when all that comes out of our mouth is negativity, negativity, all that comes into our life is negativity, negativity. So if you want good things in your life, you have to have good things come out of your mouth. And this, one of the simplest, easiest things to come out of your mouth is gratitude. All you gotta say is, man, I'm glad. You can leave off the man. You can just say, I'm glad. And you can leave it there. If you want, you can list things behind it that you're grateful for, but that's not even a requirement. When you're grateful, it just puts you in a better mood. And when you're in a better mood, you're easier to get along with and it's easier for you to get along with other people. You've had those days too when that that cranky friend, the person that we talked about is, you know that they're coming towards you and you go, oh, I just don't have the energy to deal with them today, right? Right? Because it's exhausting to work with people and be around people who are always negative and always trying to pull you down. When you're trying so hard to keep your own energy up, to stay happy and to stay positive, and then you have somebody who's so negative around you, it's quite difficult to keep your energy up. And you've probably noticed that some days, that some days you just don't even have it in you to be around that negative person because it's exhausting, Well, if that negative person would be a little bit more grateful, they'd be easier to get along with. However, it's not your job to tell them to be more grateful. Right here, right now, the second, it's my job to tell you to be more grateful, but you're also choosing to listen to this. So I think that if you're choosing to listen to this, you're probably someone who embraces gratitude anyways already. But you also know that you want to be a person who is approachable, right? Like you want your kids to be able to come to you. You want your family and your friends to be able to come to you and talk to you if they have a question or if they have a concern or if they have a need. And if you are that negative person or if you're more negative than positive, it makes it harder for people to come to you. If you are kind of cranky, people don't really want to open up and share the things that are really struggling, that they're struggling with. Here's the thing, misery loves company. So if you're being negative, you're going to bring other negative people around you. If you love having those negative people around you and you like that, don't change anything. But if you notice that there's negativity in your life and maybe it's coming from the people around you or maybe you think it's coming from the people around you, you might not be realizing how much of it is actually coming from you. But the number one immediate quickest thing that you can do to be more approachable, to be one of those people that people love to talk to, one of those people that they, when they finish having a conversation with you, they say, oh, I always feel better when I talk to you. Thank you so much. That's a really awesome thing to hear. And if you are a grateful person, you'll hear that from your friends a lot more often. It might be hard to see the distinction between being grateful and your friends enjoying talking to you, but I promise it's there. One reason is, gratitude makes you more compassionate. It makes you less aggressive. It makes you have more empathy. So the more gratitude that you have, like I said a second ago, it makes your relationships better. But this is part of the reason why. When you are grateful for what you have and what's going on in your life, and especially the more excited about it that you can get, the more happy you can get about these things, the better they go. And if you can be grateful, consistently, or even just a little bit more than you used to be, what you're going to find is that the people around you want to be around you more. And I don't know about you, but I love being around people. Most of us do. And you might have your different preferences. You might not want to be in a room full of 200 people. You might just want to be in a room of two people. But whether it's two or 200, those people are going to want to be near you If you have a grateful attitude, if you are grateful more often, it's going to make you more compassionate and empathetic. And don't you want to be around people who are more passionate and empathetic? And it's going to make you less aggressive. Scientifically proven, people who are grateful are less aggressive. Isn't that cool? So let's say that you've got maybe a child who's having some aggression issues. Maybe you're getting notes home from school or you're seeing it around your own home might be a great idea to institute a gratitude practice in your home. And that can look a lot of different ways. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But I guarantee you, you will see results from implementing that gratitude practice, whether it's within you or within the people in your home who are also practicing that gratitude practice. Another really, really big one, another big benefit you're going to get from being grateful is physical health. This is huge. I am a registered nurse. When I'm not on the radio, I'm often caring for people in a medical way. And I'm telling you, I can tell the patients who are grateful when I walk in the door. It's not just how they look or how sick they are. It's those things too. But it's also the feeling in the home or the room. There really, really is a difference. And then when I actually sit with that person and do the assessment and understand what's going on with them. It's, it's not made up. It's not pretend when people say this that people who are grateful are healthier because my patients who are the crankiest, who complain the most, are the ones who have higher levels of pain, more consistent pain, usually higher blood pressure or more erratic blood pressure because it's high and then we're trying to manage it with medication, And then it goes back and forth, so it's never really where you want it to be. Stress, anytime that you're stressed out, you're releasing cortisol from your body into your body. Cortisol is the stress hormone. And anytime that you're stressed out, you're releasing cortisol. When you're releasing cortisol, you feel more weak. You feel less empowered. And that cortisol, while it serves a purpose in the moment... The reason that we have cortisol is for the same thing that, same reason we have the flight or fight or flight syndrome, right? That when something scary is happening, we get that adrenaline rush and that boost of hormones and chemicals that allows our body to react really quickly, whether it's we have to get in a fight and save ourselves or run away and save ourselves. Here's the thing. When we were cavemen, that was a great thing. When we were living in jungles as humans, we needed that fight or flight response. We live in a time now where our health and safety is almost entirely secure the majority of the time. And yet, we as humans are more stressed out and are releasing more cortisol into our body than aborigines who live in the jungle. What's up with that? You would think that living in the high technology society that we live in, that that would make our lives easier. But the studies are showing us time after time that the busy, hectic life that we live in, and the fact that we are not taught as children and at school how to manage our emotions, how to be grateful, how to use these tools to help ourselves, we're constantly running around and often, way too often, feeling like we're in that fight-or-flight syndrome. And it gets so common that we don't even realize it's happening. Now, if we're running away from from a tiger... We need those chemicals in our body to give us that extra energy, that extra strength, that extra push to run fast, get away. But if it's just because you're waiting for the light and you're stressed out and the guy behind you honked, there's nothing you can do. You're really not in any danger. You are entirely physically fine. However, we have been trained. And so give yourself a little bit of a break here because you can't be hard on yourself for this. We've been trained to react in the same stress manner as everyone else around us. The problem with that is that's what everybody does and everyone is stressed out and everyone is full of cortisol and stress hormones. No one is feeling empowered and no one is feeling safe. Guys, the number one hack you can use to break that is gratitude. You get in a whole cycle of stress hormones and chemicals and it's killing your body. All of those stress hormones and chemicals are causing high blood pressure. They're calling, causing irregular heart rates. They're causing heart problems, lung problems. You name it, stress is a big, big factor towards any health concern. And if you can reduce some of those stress hormones, you're gonna do a huge favor for your body. I promise this is something that you want to do for yourself. And it's easy. It's free. You don't have to go see the doctor to get a prescription. All you got to do is be grateful. And you will immediately have improvements in all your health on many, many aspects. Another one that's really important is pain. People who practice gratitude, scientifically proven to be in less pain for shorter amounts of time. And I'm not talking about that one person in that room that's cranky and that one person in that room that has a good attitude. I'm talking about scientific studies done across thousands of patients. And the patients who had an attitude of gratitude had less pain and their pain was resolved sooner. It's pretty phenomenal. Haven't you ever had that awful, awful headache and you thought, isn't there something I could do to get rid of this? When you're in that moment, being grateful might not feel, one, like an easy thing to do and two, like it's going to help. The trick really is you want to use the gratitude before the headache starts. But if you're there, if you've got a headache right now and you're listening to me, think about what you can be grateful for. And if your head is throbbing so bad that you can't think about anything I understand because I've been there. I used to have those headaches. I don't anymore, but I used to. Still try to think of anything that you can to be grateful for. You can be grateful that you get to rest and lay your head down. Maybe you're at work with that awful headache, and you can be grateful that you were at least able to get up and go to work with that headache. There's always something to be grateful for, and you can be grateful that sooner or later that headache is going to go away. It's not going to last forever forever that sooner or later you're going to have that relief again. And Here's a little thing. If you're listening right now and you don't have a headache, think about something. What does your head feel like? Can you feel the parts of your head where it doesn't hurt? And take a moment to be grateful for that. Next is psychological health. This one is phenomenal, and I love this so much because of the scientific studies behind it. Do you know that our best antidepressants, when put head-to-head, I'm talking things like Zoloft and Prozac and Welbutrin and all the other list of them, put head-to-head in clinical studies between those medications and a placebo. And by placebo, I mean a pill a sugar pill, there's no chemical benefit to it whatsoever. There's not really any drugs in there. There's nothing in it. It's simply a pill. And we give that. They did, in the study, they gave the placebo, the pill that actually was nothing, to half of the people and the and the antidepressant medications to the other people. So guess between the placebo and the antidepressant, like, so the pill that wasn't even really anything, and then the antidepressant medications that they've spent millions and millions of dollars and years of research going into, guess which was most effective? Well, the antidepressants were by a tiny bit, a tiny bit, a placebo, a pill that doesn't do anything, even if the people taking it know it's a placebo. Many of these people in the study were handed a sugar pill and told, here, this is a placebo, take it and see if it helps. And those people had as much benefit as the people who were taking the actual studied and funded and researched medication. Now, this creates a problem for some people. And those people are the people who are trying to sell those medications. Because if you've ever needed to purchase a prescription for antidepressants, and let me pause right here and say, if you have, I hear you, I'm with you. The last thing I want to do is make you feel bad about that. Because if the, if you can find a medication that is helping you, then be grateful for that. There are so many people out there who are depressed and have, have not found anything to help. Guys, I'm, I'm with you. I, I have suffered from depression at points in my life, and I've known and loved a lot of people who've suffered from really, really serious depression. And please don't think for a second that I'm trying to tell you, well, if you'd just be grateful, you'd be fine. That's not what I'm trying to say. What you have is a real and serious issue. What I want to do is give you some extra tools that will help make the pills that you're taking more effective. So back to what I was saying, the pharmaceutical industry gets pretty frustrated about these studies because they want to charge people hundreds of dollars a month for the rest of that person's life in order to take these medications, and there's times when that's necessary. And if that's necessary for you, then do it and don't feel bad about it. But the pharmaceutical industry has also come up with their own frustrations Because gratitude, so we know that the placebo and the actual antidepressant were almost the same. When people practiced gratitude, either a gratitude journal or um, gratitude talking or whatever way it was that they were using to practice practice gratitude every day for about four to six weeks, compared to the people who were taking the antidepressant for that same four to six weeks, at the end of the four to six weeks, the people who took, who were practicing gratitude were happier than the people who were taking medications. So why don't you hear about that? If gratitude is actually more effective at reducing depression than the antidepressants, why are we not hearing that? Well, here's the thing. There's money to be made from antidepressants and there's no money to be made from gratitude as my friend vision likes to say the pharmaceutical lobby massive the gratitude lobby tiny so here's what i'm trying to do i love to do hashtag gratitude lobby anytime i'm updating or posting something talking about something cool because that we already know the pharmaceutical lobby is in there let's get the gratitude lobby in there too We're coming up on our break time. I will be back with you in just a few minutes. We're going to leave you with some commercials for just a moment. But hang with me. Come right back. It's Della Hill here covering for Nicole Ashton on Return to Consciousness.
1: I'm Elliot Forrest, and I hope you'll join us for the next concert from the Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center. Musical Textures features a sonotina by Henri Dutilleux for flute and piano and Schubert's Piano Trio in E-flat. Join us for the next broadcast from the Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center. The Chamber Music Society of Lincoln Center. Friday mornings at 11 on Radio St. George 100.3. Welcome to Live a Better Life with Dr. Borrowman from Desert Edge Medical. When it comes to weight loss, take it slow. Crash diets cause the body to rebound and you may actually gain weight. Plan on one to two pounds a week for your healthy weight loss. I'm Dr. Borrowman from Desert Edge Medical and I can help you live a better life. Desert Edge Medical, 656-2995, 656-2995. 2995 out all Dixie State students, DCUPD lobby is now open 24-7. So the access to a new lost and found Dropbox is available. So for all of you who have lost your crap, you can pick it up. Like wallets, jewelry, cell phones, and computers. You should come on by to DCUPD and pick it up. Dispatch is on its way. Hi, this is Michael Harding.
0: This is Christina Harding.
1: And we're here for On the Arts. Come join us as we blow the lid off of all of these little artistic secrets we have here in St. George and Southern Utah. Go ahead and listen to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. till 5.
0: On Radio St. George 100.3 FM.
1: Made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you from Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. Welcome
0: back to Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton. Unfortunately, Nicole is not here with us today, so I get the privilege and the honor as substitute for You're listening to Radio St. George
1: 100.3 FM. We now welcome you back to Return to Consciousness with your host Nicole
0: As I said, I'm not Nicole today. There's a lot of things about Nicole that I admire so much and aspire to be like her. Today you get to listen to me. My name is Della Hill. I'm usually here Mondays at 4.30 for the Extraordinary Talk Show and since Nicole had so many important things today, she asked me to fill in for her. So we're talking about gratitude, which is one of my favorite things. I have a lot of favorite things. But they're all in that same range. So we're talking about how gratitude is actually more effective at increasing mood and happiness than antidepressants are. Whereas the pharmaceutical lobby has a huge group of people and a lot of money going into funding antidepressants, and there's nothing going into funding gratitude. Nobody is pushing gratitude on you other than me today but by practicing gratitude, you can improve your mood. It can happen as quickly as within a few moments, but if you practice gratitude on a daily basis, you are going to find more and more and more reasons to be happy over time, and your mood will steadily increase. This is a promise Here's another one that's really important, another benefit of gratitude that's so great. Sleep. Not kidding. If you practice a gratitude journal right before you fall asleep at night, you are going to sleep better, deeper, and longer. Scientifically proven. Again, some of these may not be every single time, but overall, consistently, you're going to have overall consistent benefits, and you're going to be grateful that you started being grateful. Here's another one. Did you know that being grateful improves your self esteem? How cool is that? Because I don't know about you, but pretty much everybody can use and improve self esteem. Even the most confident dude out there still needs a little bit of reminder sometimes, a pat on the back. But we all know that our self esteem cannot come from any source outside of ourselves. It feels so good when other people pat us on the back and say, hey, good job. You're doing awesome. We love that. It's so good to get that reinforcement. And I don't want to tell you not to get that because we love that reinforcement. But remember that the people outside of you can say a lot of things and they may say negative things too. And when it comes to that, what they have to say doesn't matter. You are valuable simply because you exist. You are Matter simply because you are a human alive on this earth. You would not have come here if you were not a phenomenal, infinite being with a greater worth than you have ever considered. My friends, you cannot even know how valuable you are. Here in these human bodies that we wear while we're here, we lose sight. Of what the real us really is. Of who our souls are. Where we come from. How important we are and how much we really matter. If we can remember those things, for one thing, it makes us feel a whole lot better about ourselves, about our lives on a daily basis. And it also makes our lives better on a long-term basis. So, listen to me right now. When I'm... when I'm telling you, you're valuable, please believe me. And if you have that little voice in your head that's going, yeah, she doesn't know me. She's just talking on the radio. She doesn't know who I am is sitting here listening. That doesn't matter, friend. You are a child of God. You belong on this earth. You did not come out of thin air. Your soul, who you really are, is infinitely valuable so much more valuable than anything that we have here on earth the price of pearls the price of diamonds does not compare to who you are and when you begin to just get a glimpse of that I promise you your life will change and on the way there be grateful okay be grateful for who you are and be grateful for the good things that you do When that little voice in your head pops up and says, yeah, I'm not really that good, tell it to go sit down and shut up and shut down, shut up and sit down in the corner until it has something nice to say. There's that little voice in the back of your head that wants to tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, that wants to tell you that there's nothing really to be grateful for. Listen to me because I'm telling you something really important right now. That little voice is lying to you. We assume that the thoughts we have because there are thoughts must be true because we wouldn't lie to ourselves, right? Actually, we lie to ourselves all the time, all the time. Richard Feynman says, the most important thing is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. Every single time a thought comes into your head that says that you are not good enough, at something or overall, those thoughts are lying. You can love yourself and know that your thoughts don't love you. And then you can change those thoughts to be a lot more loving. And one way to do that is to practice gratitude. And in that way, specifically, you can think of the things about yourself that you're grateful for. You might have a list a mile long of things that you don't like about yourself, but there's got to be something that you do like about yourself. And you can be grateful for those qualities that you have. You can even be grateful for your flaws because your flaws cause you to learn and grow and improve. All of those things are wonderful. If you are like many, many, many people out there and you're struggling with your own self-esteem, take a gratitude pill every day. Be grateful for the things around you and I promise you'll start to feel better about yourself. One thing that's really cool too that goes right along with that is people who practice gratitude not only feel better about themselves, but they are noted to have less envy Of other people. Envy, we know, is, according to some, one of the seven deadly sins. And we all have it a little bit. We're human. We live here. It's something that we're going to have, that there's going to be times that you look at something that someone else has, maybe their job, their car, their family, their accomplishments, whatever, and you wish that you had that. You can wish that you had that, and there's nothing wrong with it. We Should want things. We should have desires because those things that we want and those desires that we want, the things that we want help drive us to grow and expand and be better and do better. And we know that if we have those things, we can help more people. And that's wonderful. You should want things. You should want better things in your life. Absolutely. You should want and ask for and get better things in your life. You should not get those things. At the cost of someone else. And that's really the difference between desire and envy. If you are looking at that guy and his BMW and thinking, man, I don't have a BMW, it irritates me that he has a BMW. I wish he didn't, or I wish I at least didn't have to see it. There's a lot of divisive feelings there. And one thing that that's doing is that's causing you to not be able to connect and recognize that that guy driving the BMW is another human that you have a connection to. Instead, you're slicing that connection down the middle with your own envy because you would rather that he not have a car just because you can't have it. That doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. Want new things. You see that BMW and you go, hey man, cool. Great car. That's so exciting. One day I'm going to have one of those. But in that moment, choose to have the desire for yourself without wanting to rob someone else of it. You do deserve all the good things in this world because God in the universe loves you so much it wants you to have everything. But it does not want you to have those things because you took them away from someone else that God in the universe wants to have those things. All of those things are available to you without taking them from someone else. And so there's no need for envy. So remember... If you find yourself feeling envious of others often, spend some time on gratitude and be grateful for the things that you do have. When you're able to be grateful for the things that you do have, then the things that you don't have don't seem like such a big deal anymore. And when you can truly be satisfied and content and grateful for the things that you have while still hoping and wanting better things, But grateful and content and satisfied with what you have, it's so much easier for those bigger and better things to come to you. That might sound weird, but I'm telling you that's how the laws of the universe work. The happier you are about what you have, the more of it you're going to get, the more good you're going to get, and it expands and grows every time. One more. This is the last of the seven from this article mental strength, meaning less stress, which we talked about already, and more resilience. They did a study in 2003 of the people who suffered from the tragedy of September 11 in 2001, and they found that the people who two years later were doing the best, were moving on in their lives and processing things the most successfully, were the people who were practicing gratitude. And in those really tough times, if you were alive and in 2011. If you remember, that was such a scary time. I, I lived here in St. George when that happened and it was horrifying. It was awful that something like that could happen and yet when I drove around, every car had an American flag on it. It had to be at least half because so many of these cars had American flags, because together, we came together as a country. We came together as a people. We stood side by side and arm in arm with our fellow countrymen that we didn't know, had never met before, but we said, we're Americans and we stand together and we're grateful for that. And that was such a beautiful thing that happened after 9-11. And the people that, especially those that were really in the thick of it in New York City and survived, Two years later, the ones that had been practicing gratitude were the ones that were doing the best, going through this crazy trauma. And I've seen this, guys. When you go through a trauma, it releases acetylcholine into your brain. And that kind of makes your brain a little bit jellified. The cool thing or bad thing about that is whatever goes into your brain next is going to get solidified with that jello. So you want to load your brain during that time with love and gratitude and compassion and hope and support. When we talk about soldiers out in the field that have a traumatic experience and then they spend the next week continuing to have traumatic experiences, they're releasing, dumping acetylcholine into their brain, which is jellifying it. And then their brain is then being filled with, more trauma, more devastation, pain, blood. All of the awful things are what's going into their brain. And that's one reason why soldiers come home with such awful PTSD. And we do need to have a lot of compassion for them and help them wherever we can. If you recognize that you're in a traumatic event, maybe you were in a car accident. Maybe you're having, you've are having you lost someone that you love or something like that. Any of those events is going to cause your brain to release a bunch of chemicals that kind of make it rewritable. This is actually awesome because this is the perfect time to retrain your brain. When your brain is in that jelly state, following a trauma is when you can feed it with gratitude and love and hope and faith and allow your brain to reform, rebuild, regrow, retrain on those concepts. Gratitude is one of the strongest things for a strong, resilient brain. If you want to be strong and resilient, be grateful. I promise. So I looked up another article. The first one I looked up had seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. I looked up another one. This one has 29 scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. We're not going to go over all those. The point is, there's a lot of benefits of gratitude. And you can start feeling these benefits as fast as 17 seconds into a positive thought. Do you guys remember Pollyanna? When I was a little girl, there was a movie and a book called Pollyanna And it was about a girl whose father had died, and she had to go live with her rich aunt. And she really was just trying to figure things out and figure out her new place in the world in this new city without her father. And her father had taught her the glad game. And she then taught the glad game to everyone in the town. The glad game was, when you're in a situation that's stressful or unhappy, you find something to be glad about. Now, Pollyanna had asked for a doll, and... When they got the next shipment, instead of a doll, it had crutches. And she didn't want crutches. That wasn't going to help her at all. And her father said, you know what? We can be glad that we don't need the crutches. And she learned that glad game, and then she taught that glad game to everyone else in the town. And it changed not only her, not only her aunt, but everyone else in the town. When everyone in the town started being grateful, it spread, and everyone felt it loved that story when I was a little girl and since then I have been accused many times of being a Pollyanna because we'll be in a tough situation and I'll find the positive thing the good thing the happy thing about it have you ever been in that place where you're kind of cranky where you're a little bit irritated and you're upset about something and then some sunshine happy face goes on talking about all the good things about it yeah I get it I was that person I've been on both sides of that, though, really, because we all do, because we're all human. And none of us are perfect all the time, and we can't expect ourselves to be, so cut yourselves a break. But just do a little better than you did before. That's all it takes. This is another key that's really important. The positivity ratio. Now, people who practice gratitude have a higher positivity ratio. What the heck does that mean? That means that if you were to count up all of your positive thoughts in a day and all of your negative thoughts in a day, how would they compare? How many positive thoughts would you have for every negative thought? If you're having one positive thought for every negative thought, chances are you're a very unhappy and likely unhealthy person. You want to be at at least 3 to 1, but if you ask me, 3 to one's not good enough. The article I read said, to make an effort to have three positive thoughts for every one negative thought. However, I am a, was a certified family teacher with the teaching family model. And with the teaching family model, one thing that was critical, every single day, I had foster children in my home, and every day it was my goal, not their goal, but my goal to point out four things that they did well for every one mistake they made. That 4 to 1 ratio was critical and the teaching family model was studied at the University of Kansas and had over 30 million dollars put into research on the teaching family model. So I can tell you there is over 30 million dollars of research telling you that you should have four positives to every one negative. And what that means is if you catch yourself having a negative thought, you got to catch it. You got to As Dr. Mel Schwartz says, see the thought, don't be the thought. When that little voice in your head starts talking and telling you all the things that aren't good about yourself, first got to recognize it. Number one step, you got to recognize it. Realize that's a negative thought. Then step back from it. Step back and look at that thought and ask yourself, do I believe this? Is this true? Is there information that's going to back up this story? Or am I just telling myself negative things because that's what I'm used to? Because that's what I've done every day for years and so those thoughts are trained to just come automatically. That's probably what the case is. It's not true at all. So then what you do when you recognize it, step back from it, see the thought, don't be the thought, don't let it in, don't embrace it, don't take on the emotion that is attached to that thought. Instead, switch your thinking and come up with four things you're grateful for. My friend Melissa figured this out because I was talking about how a 17-second positive thought will change the direction of your mind. If your mind is kind of cranky and you're going that direction, you can have a positive thought for 17 seconds to turn it around. And the 17-second mark actually comes from Abraham and Esther Hicks to hold on to that positive thought for 17 seconds. I talked about this on the Extraordinary Talk Show and my friend Melissa noticed that it took her four positive thoughts to fill up 17 seconds. And doesn't that just match perfectly what that $30 million of research at the University of Kansas found out? My friend Melissa figured it out in, in, oh, about 17 seconds. Four positive thoughts to every one negative thought. Here's the thing, they don't even have to be related. If you're feeling down about yourself and you can't come up with anything to be grateful for about yourself, first of all, keep working on it because I promise there's something. Second of all, okay, fine, think of something else. If you're feeling down about yourself, but you had a really good dinner last night, take a minute and be grateful for that dinner that you had last night. If you drove to work and were not killed on the way there, be grateful for that. You made it to work safely. Congratulations. If the sun is out, you can be grateful that the sun is out. If it's raining, you can be grateful that it's raining. It doesn't matter what is happening. There's always, 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 always something to be grateful for. You just got to find it. So when you have the negative thought, pull back, recognize it for what it is, don't embrace it, and instead think of something positive, poor Four positive thoughts or 17 seconds worth. If you can do longer, even better. Because if you can do that 17 seconds times four, then you're at 68 seconds and then you're killing it. Then you are knocking it out of the park. And before you know it, your entire day is going to turn around. If you find yourself having a rough day, if you find yourself feeling down, stop, recognize it, step back from it, see the thought, don't be the thought. And instead think of something anything that you can think of that's positive. If you have one good thing in your life, only one, just one, focus on that and be as happy about it as you can for that 17 seconds. That four to one positivity ratio really matters. Three to one, definitely important. Four to one is really where the magic happens. But I promise you, if you're practicing gratitude, you will see magic happening. Some other ways that you can practice gratitude. A gratitude journal. Many people love to spend a few minutes every morning and or every night just jotting down some things that they're grateful for. I have a gratitude list on my fridge and there's a pen next to it so anybody else that lives in my home or visits my home can write down what they're grateful for. It's really fun too to see what my friends and what my family members note that they're grateful for. That's really important. I love at the dinner table going around the circle and having everyone say what they're grateful for. We usually do that on Thanksgiving, but why do that only once a year? Do it every day. Talk about what the best part of your day was. Plus, it gives you great conversation with the people that you love during dinner. One way that I really love to practice gratitude is in meditation. I'm a meditation coach. I'm also a hypnotist. And when you're in that lower state, of mind when right now, if you're awake, alert, active, interacting, you're in a beta state of mind. When you go to a meditative state, your brain waves change and you move to what's called the alpha state. If you really go deep, you'll go to theta. And if you go really deep below that, you'll fall asleep, which is delta. But when you are in the alpha state, alpha, you remember, is another name for God. So I often call this meditative state, the God state because when you're in that meditative state, you can sit and think about those things that you're grateful for. And it's so much more powerful than even when you do it when you're wide awake. When you do it, when you practice gratitude in that alpha state, it goes deeper, it affects more, has a longer lasting, more positive benefit. So take a few minutes Close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and just think about some stuff you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be long. It could be 17 seconds. It could be 68 seconds. Just take the time to be grateful. I am so grateful that I got the opportunity to come be with you guys today. Please join me again on Monday at 4.30 for the Extraordinary Talk Show and come back next week, next Wednesday. Nicole will be back and she's so excited. She misses you guys and she can't wait to be back here with you. Thank you so much for listening to Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton. I've been your host, Della Hill.
1: You've been listening to Return to Consciousness with your host, Nicole Ashton, creator of Energy Healing by Design, a world-renowned healer and luminary whose life-after-death experience has allowed her the gift of empowering people around the globe to heal and grow in their true authentic space. For audio and or video of this, go to Facebook or YouTube, Podbean or Spotify, and search Radio St. George or RadioStGeorge.com. We invite you back next Wednesday at 4 o'clock for Return to Consciousness with Nicole Ashton on Radio St. George 100.3 FM.